Welcome to the new Rory Mall Show. I don't know if I like us doing these intros, but when we have guests, I feel like we have to be considerate. Man, these ain't guests, man. This is family. family. So I think we could just do the drive. Yes. Hey, just, we're starting. Episode yeah, 19. We're in, in LA. In, in LA, uh, our second home at this point. Well, more more so your second home. Yeah, definitely my second I prefer home. Houston. <laughs> Nasty white boy, you. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are here with, with two amazing, amazing friends and talents. We have Young Guru and Hip Hop. AKA Maul's brother now. I feel like you're Maul's brother now. Word. How did the, how does that shift happen? Because because Maul, <laughs> Maul used to be Maul used to be Hop's brother. Uh, now you're Maul's brother. Maul's brother. Fuck out of here. Definitely. Nah, that's that's big bro, man. That's all. I'm always um Hop brother forever. Nah, for sure. Always. Um, well, when we were in LA, we figured we'd do an episode here, and the 18th anniversary of the Black album just passed yesterday as we're recording this. Yeah. So we figured, why not dedicate. An entire episode, episode. To two two of the uh, key figures in the album being created and and given to the world that piece of art. Um, so yeah, man. And you as well. I'm the only one here that was not involved in making the black album, so I feel a little left out. I, I was involved <laughs> in listening. I was involved in enjoying. Oh please! Did, yeah. When he retired, the city became yours. No, definitely not. That's what happened in the doc. And Hope didn't retire. We're gonna get into that though, because I never believed that for one second. He gave the whole speech. This is it. No, it ain't. Rappers can't retire. I'm well, sorry. That's probably a good place to start. I'd rather start post Blueprint Two mm-hmm. when that finished. Was that kind of conversation when y'all was wrapping up Blueprint Two? Like, hey, I think I only got one more left in me. Yep, it definitely was. I definitely knew it was the last album. It wasn't like I got one more in me, but it was. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a. You know, let's let's really knock this one out because this is it. Mm. Uh, but. We, I didn't think it was like forever, but we knew the consistency of albums every year was mm-hmm. just becoming redundant. It was competing with itself every album. Right. It was like, oh, this ain't but now this ain't this, this ain't that. So it wasn't even he wasn't really competing with no other artists at that point because mm. you know he already kind of went through the whole Nas thing, went through that. So where he was at as far as sales and everything, mm-hmm. he was kind of like coasting. And did that. Did that happen while recording post Blueprint 2? Or was it like, all right, this is the last one, let's start recording now? Or was he working on shit and was like, you know what, I think this might be the time? Nah, this is yeah. the only album that was preconceived. Mm. It's the only album that we really? thought about before yeah. we made it. Yeah. Like wow. there's a direct plan. And yeah. I don't, I don't know if, if y'all remember, we did a uh, like a teaser. Right, mm-hmm. we put out like artwork that had untitled tracks, and then it just had producer names on it. Yeah, okay. So yeah. like, it was a well thought out process between them of like, this is what I'm gonna do. These are the producers I'm gonna work with. Like how I'm saying, it's it's a concentrated thought of this is the last thing, so let's make this the best thing. Versus like, okay. blueprint just happened. You right, know what I'm saying? right. It just well, happened. So, mm-hmm. Sort of thing. You forced him to do it with double disc. Well, blueprint. <laughs> yeah, Hop is here. Hop is here, so I'm, he can he can take yeah. some of this blame because over the yeah, years I, I get blame. all the blame, <laughs> but it's partly his fault too. <laughs> it's partly his fault too. He was just murdering the records, right? Like he was doing mad yeah. records. It was just might have been a lazy, mm. just like put all that on there. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Might have been Donda mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Mamba Donda mentality. <laughs> yeah. um, so was that process? Because I know I do remember that image with just the producers. Mm-hmm. Did that naturally happen, or was did y'all sit and like, all right, these are the ten that we got to do? Yeah, like we definitely sat down because when we realized it was the last album, we was like, yo, what are we gonna do? And we came to the conclusion that hey, we need to work with the producers we didn't work with, mm-hmm. and also the ones that everybody love us for working with. Right. Mm-hmm. So we knew who who those guys was: mm-hmm. just Kanye, Tim, the family, Neptunes. Yeah. The go-tos, you yeah. know what I mean? Swiss, people that up to that point. But then there was another wish list of people we never got to work with. Dre, Quick, Quick yeah. Rick Rubin. Mm. Um, what's it like, Pete Rock, somebody else in that Preem thing? Preem was on there, Pete was yeah, on there. Yeah, Preem was kind of like in the yeah. regular category of you yeah. know of going back to the guys we worked with. And then it was also, let's try to expand it and give everybody what we feel they wanted. Mm. You know what I mean? By mm-hmm. not leaving those stones unturned. I like I, I like that story about Rick Rubin that you talk about with his Grammys just being on the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, was, I love that. Yeah, that, that to me, a, that's just like that's a stunt. Yeah. Put mm-hmm. all my Grammys on the floor, line them up down the hole. I feel like in the doc, I forgot who said it. 
was like, yeah, it was walking by and it was like a country music Grammy award, just chilling. Oh yeah, the Johnny yeah. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. But that's his range though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To have yeah. to have a Grammy for Beastie Boys and a Grammy for Johnny Cash. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the whole range and all of the stuff in between that Rick Rubin do. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's pr- and and even though he's big in terms of what he did in rock music and later on, let's still not forget this is Def Jam Beastie Boys like and, and he definitely came through with that direct sound and that mm-hmm. thing and like I don't know I, I guess I got excited about that one more because I wasn't there I wasn't you know what I mean like mm-hmm. like I was handling like everything at baseline mm-hmm. and then Hop was like going wherever Jay had to fly to right so yeah. like to go to see Rick Rubin mm-hmm. to go see Timberland you know what I mean Timberland Famously works with Jimmy Douglas at this point, right. so Jimmy Douglas did all the Aaliyah records. Yeah. Oh, you don't you don't break that. He was a hit factor. Yeah, at that time. He you don't break Miami. that combination up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know point. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's really what was that's what we was doing. Yeah, no, definitely because yeah. that's why it was basically like an A dream album to yeah. make yeah. because you had a budget that was like whatever. Mm-hmm. You had a um, artist making his last record, so you kind of know what you're gonna do as far as the marching orders. We already laid it out, mm. so. It wasn't like I didn't have to listen to nobody beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like on that album, it was just like we went in the studio and we just made the songs for the mm-hmm. most part. Like besides the um, the Buchanan. Yeah. What, uh, what can, what I, can say? I say? Yeah. Yeah. That That's came. My favorite beat on the it, entire. It came, it came and changed the whole. Yeah. Focus. That 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 came and changed <laughs> the whole the whole thing. That was like, oh, ad, get out of here. Mm, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Took somebody's slot. I don't even know whose slot it took, but mm-hmm. it basically made it to where it was like, it kind of changed, it kind of gave the album a theme mm-hmm. because it was like, okay, we wasn't really going with, this is the last album. We wasn't, you know, like discussing it right. within yeah. the music. Right. But when that record came, it was like, oh wow. You yeah. know, cause the black album was something he'd been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. So it was something that from like, based on the Prince, doing an album like that. So mm-hmm. the concept was that it's no singles, it's no marketing. So it was really supposed to be strong on that side as well. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be really nothing. I think the original idea was going to be no nothing on the cover. Yeah, nothing on the cover, mm-hmm. like a black cover, yeah. and that's that. Yeah, and that's, that's why the producers putting that out there was important. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. at least you know what you're going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we wasn't planning on releasing no singles or releasing it that way. That's why I think it sounds so complete. Where yeah. there's no record that really stands above the other record. There's nothing like heads above shoulders of everything else, like the Hard Knock Life or the, you know, mm-hmm. the big records that really stand out. It was like they're all kind of like right in concert with each other, you mm-hmm. know, playing their part. Which yeah. is kind of weird because it, it is one of those albums that I feel is perfect that went after the bigger names. Because I feel when artists do that and mm-hmm. go after that each hot producer. Mm-hmm. Right. Usually sounds like shit to be honest. Like it just doesn't yeah. feel like an album. It feels pieced together yeah, and weird. Mm-hmm. So that's the weird thing about the black album. I can't think of another rap album that has done that. To be and, honest, and felt like an album. It's really weird. And Hot made this point to me a while ago, but like it's kind of the first time where we wasn't really specifically chasing a sound. Mm. And I don't want to say we were chasing a sound. I want to say like going after, like you know, we go after certain sounds at certain yeah. times or you know, having the wisdom to be like, yo, hip hop is changing. Like mm-hmm. we need to change or we need to change it ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But this time was just like free to just like, we weren't going like, oh, I need this type of thing. Yeah, You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. before there were definite directives of like, we're going down this road. This mm-hmm. one was just free. I think that that's what kind of leads to the point of what you were saying. Yeah, I want to talk about the, uh, the importance that baseline played <laughs> in y'all career, y'all yeah. lives as far as like just growing up yeah. Essentially, growing up at baseline mm-hmm. and, and professionally and as men, like right. how important was baseline and the, just the energy and the environment in y'all lives? Uh, for me, it, and, and I don't know the best way for me to say it. One, when we did the black album, we was like four years in in baseline, so we was already like had a system and was rolling. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time where if you if you trace what actually happened, I was working with Bleak. Mm-hmm. on his second album, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> then that's when Juan and Malik Sealy put together uh, Rest in peace, the Malik studio, Sealy. Rest in Peace Malik Sealy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they put it together, right? So our first couple sessions going over there, the walls wasn't even finished yet, mm-hmm. right? But Jay had come to check on Bleak on another session that we was doing. He said, yo, come to Baseline. So yeah. my, my initial entrance into the Rockefeller camp was through Lenny, right? Lenny okay, was yeah. the one who booked that session. The battery, right? Right. 
and did we, I think we was at Battery. Yeah, it was at Battery. Yeah, we were moving around. We were right around the corner because yeah. Battery was in the next yeah. corner, the next block. So yeah. it was easy for it to be like exactly. Jay went around the corner because we was that close yeah. in the vicinity. My, and, my biggest point though was like when I got <laughs> to Baseline, Hop is really the reason why I stayed at Baseline. Cause it's like okay, you go in there and it's just like oh, I meet me or oh, I meet my like my brother, like you know what I'm saying. Right. We kind of similar in terms of that. Uh, I'm like a little older than Hop, like I'm 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 your brother age. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm right. me and Biggs is like maybe a month apart. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was like me and Hop and the way that the studio was like forming Hop's personality, the way that he a and r. Uh, when you when you have a coach that like you can have a coach that get in the car while you run the two miles before basketball practice, right. or you have one that be on a bike, or you got one that run with, with you. you. Right. He run with you. Right. All the, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was just like, yo, he was more like, oh, he know the boy, he know Pro Tools, he know you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was sort of like that yeah, thing. That was it. <laughs> I mean, that was the only thing was that. Oh damn, he's cool. And you know, Pro Tools. Yeah. And he smoked. <laughs> and he smoked. And he smoked. You know what I mean? So it was like, I bet. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was just somebody I knew that I, I could hang with and be around every day. You know what I mean? So and it that was makes like, you better work. Absolutely. Yeah. It became my everything. Yeah, like, we, became I was looking thing. forward the whole time. Like, we haven't found that I had an earlier engineer, Joe Quindy, that was like my guy. Mm-hmm. The only guy like who kind of like introduced me to everything because right. he was Joe like at D&D. Joe Superdome. And, yeah, yeah. So, but he kind of like, I remember Nori took him. And I went to a Nori session. He was mixing um, I Love My Life. One of them records from NRE. Mm-hmm. And I, it was sounding so crazy. I was like jealous. I was like, oh, damn, we got to get our own thing. <laughs> so, so, but with Baseline, we was trying to get our own sound. We mm-hmm. were trying to get our own producers. We wanted our own place. And we needed our own engineer. Mm-hmm. So we had an engineer before him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave him nameless. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause we might get sued. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. So we're gonna leave him nameless. Yeah. And that was a big debacle. And between with just, it was just me and just mainly was there all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, like Kanye came through a f- very few times, every once in the blue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When he in town, he got some music here come by. Kanye would send music. Yeah, he'll send music more than he'll come yeah. through. Like, and this was, he was living in Chicago at that time, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. he moved. Jersey? He, 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 moved. he came to North by the that first, time. The, first, Jersey, the, the beginning, he was in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. then he came to the time, North. Yeah. He definitely moved there early. Like, yeah. when he seen Baseline, I think that mm-hmm. even encouraged him to move because it was like, Hey, just yeah. get all these words. Yeah, I, I gotta get. I gotta yeah. get here. I it's can't be sending stuff. Though. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. FedEx take a long time that's back the then. You know what I'm that's saying? So the vibe of that studio though. That's what I think. That's the main part. Like the yeah, vibe that hot sure. set up and the way that we work. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, having your own spot. Number two, I can't be. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say the intelligence of Juan to like give us this space mm-hmm. and then the, to be like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not stepping in. Right. I'm not, yo, yes. Juan would be like, yo, tell me when the toilet paper is running out. Tell yeah. me when you need light bulbs. Tell right. me when the board need yeah. to get fixed. Even Nothing with the to- equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote a list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, what I need? I said, yeah. get all this stuff. Get some Osbergs, SSL, get this, get that, get that. And we'll book it every day. Yeah. So, but that's the real, that's yeah. the real when people talk all this like, you know, like an OG, I would expect him to do that for his people. He did it for right. us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't really, I'm not from Harlem. I right. like, this is somebody just giving me a space to work. Mm-hmm. It's on 26th Street between 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. It's in the heart of everything. Right. Our artists can go to the club, catch a vibe. We come They right know back. they could come back at 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning and yeah. I'm there. I never really left but to take a shower. Mm-hmm. Like, we used to have, we used to have this little hooker hotel that was like, yeah, a like block away, away. And you, could, mm. you could get to do like $20 going there shower, and take a shower real yeah. quick and come right back. And, and, and we'll share it. We'll be like, <laughs> I take a shower, I go back to the, to the, to the studio and give him crazy. the key. Yeah. Then he go take yeah. a shower, come back, give just the key, then just go take a shower. That's how so we work. Or like, oh, that's yeah. my man. So I, at, a, at a certain time, it's like, yo, we work all week, right? Saturday, I know I'm going to fall asleep on the couch, hop going to be in the front, fall asleep. Mm-hmm. We wake up. I don't even ask him. I walk to the Dunkin' Donuts or to the corner store. I get two coffees, light and sweet. I make sure that he got his, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bagel and egg. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back with two of them. Right. So we're going to sit there on a Saturday and be like, this is everything we did. Where we at? And Hop going to go, okay, this person's ready. This person's ready. Okay, we got how many freeway songs? Okay, let's do the freeway. Like, that's how we will work mm. and plan. But we just doing a million different records. But it had to be him sort of organizing it and being like, this person's ready or that person's ready or this is what we, you know what, we need to leave, we need to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was the organization of Baseline, the, the beauty of um, a place where you could sit, like that's Keep It Real Wednesdays. Mm, that's right. the whole reason that came about was like, yo, as a crew, we need the time to be able to tell somebody like, this is how I really feel. Right. Mm-hmm. It transferred over from being just beats 
to being like everything in life. Yeah, artists yeah. coming through. It started getting battles. It started getting battles. Yeah. You know what I mean? It started getting real tough, but it just started as like, we had our producers, so everybody felt like it was hard to get into the rock. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't get in. We couldn't get in. Then it was like, all right, well, come Wednesday and play your shit and then, in the lounge on that little ass stereo right there. Yeah, we made and, t-shirts and, and we everything. all sat yeah. there. Everybody was there. <laughs> Motherfuckers come from uptown, from Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. everybody extended. I remember being at Baseline, I think, the first day that Chris rapped for Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think Hot might have said, yo, he 15, like, or he's 16. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, he talking all that drug talk, all that. He was, he was like, yeah, he's fifteen, but he's yeah. serious monster. And bro. he wasn't even the first one. It was like it was droves of them of Philadelphia rappers mm. at that point <laughs> that was yeah. coming through. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was like we might have missed the first five, six of them. Yeah. Mm. Then got beans. Yeah. Right. Then another six, seven came. And then we got huh? Did any of them end up to be anybody? That I mean, mainly yeah, major the, figures, major okay. figures yeah. like Dutch and Spade. Okay. Yeah, of course, Shout it was Dutch and Spade, yeah. um, Ab, Ab mm-hmm. Lava. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's my um, man? Like I would have, I wish we would have. And, and um, and Bonnick, Bonnick, yeah. okay. Philly Most Wanted. Yeah. So okay. Philly Most Wanted was first, mm-hmm. and then. It was like, okay, now nah, we got this other guy. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. they kept signing him in other places. Mm-hmm. They kept signing, I think they signed a prize and somebody else signed to mm-hmm. unsigned Dutch of Spade. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm mad the whole time. I'm like, damn, what do we had? What do we had right. this? Mm-hmm. And then, then it worked out with the Philly artist that y'all grabbed. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, it did. Because I mean, it literally next day he was like, "Now nah, I got somebody else for y'all." I'd be like, yeah. "Come on, like Sign you gonna, you gonna, you know what I'm saying? You gonna sell it? You gonna sell it? Man, shit, economy with some other shit. Yeah. Like, I got somebody else. Like, come yeah. on, all right, uh, cool. And it was beans, right? With, with all that organization that you had to do at Baseline with everybody, did that get put on pause when Black Album? happens like when Jay says hey I want to decide to do this record does everyone kind of have to be like yeah. well this room yeah we really only did one step- album at a time most of the time they might overlap mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. that's why Jay albums never got thought about because they usually started at the end of somebody else's album gotcha right. okay like okay. you know what I'm saying right. like the beats for Blueprint was for Beans initially right. yeah. it was like Takeover a couple mm. things was for him right. And then he was done, so it was like we can't have no samples. The time was too close mm-hmm. to the album release date, so they was like, "Hey, we need songs with no samples." I think we did "Think It's a Game" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and absolutely. and then next thing you know, I played him for Jay, and yeah. he was like, "He took all them things." You know what I mean? So it was really a tape that I had because I managed Kanye. It mm-hmm. wasn't a tape that nothing had to do with the blueprint, nothing had to do with for Jay or yeah. nothing. I just gave it to Jay because it was too many good beats on one tape. Mm-hmm. And we and he did them, you which, know. Which was the session for Black Album that started that whole process? The first one? Oh, um, that is a good question. I'm not sure what the first I always one. go back to what more can I say? I know that we was fishing for beats for a long time. I know that. I know we was like, Mm-hmm. We had a day where we was just like, when I say a long time, like maybe two days, right? Where we mm-hmm. was just playing beats and playing beats and playing beats. And he wasn't vibing to none of them. Kind of like, yeah, the 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 like the Fade yeah. to Black scene. Yeah. When but, but to be clear, them, those aren't the beats. The beats on Fade to Black are beats that we had to do because we can't play samples. Okay. Like, it would have so, cost us $200,000 exactly. to right. sample clear. Right. Okay. Or, yeah. So we just made, you know, to get the point across. Purposely made some shitty beats. Yeah, to get the point across. Or we found the ones we could use. Yeah. yeah. We we used those, like the Dope Man beat that people knew. A couple other ones that made its way. The Mr. Rockefeller beat. Even the views that was one of them, so it was stuff that was a little blatant. But I think it kind of, um, I'm trying to think of what producer for it had to have been just, I feel, if Who not the, the Buchanan's because we did the summer fourth early, we did, we did that early. If not, if not just the Buchanan's was one of the early ones, Kanye was early too. Encore was early. I remember the earlier records we had was Encore, mm-hmm. Do You Want Me? Or what more can I say? December fourth, um, it was wasn't others, no it was Pharrell, a couple wasn't no Timberland that he was doing at that time too. Like that didn't make like it. Little John and them came through. We definitely got sessions. Little John unused folder. Okay, yeah, he it's came through. How did that session go? Um, was just, just Little John. It, it, was, it, it was it was early. Yeah. It, was, it was early Little John. So it was like like okay. Scott Storch was early. A lot of people yeah. we had early to where it didn't really you know it didn't really hit like that you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like it was a little too early I'm trying to think of who else is in that folder like unused who, who he was messing with 
Art and Life. I remember they was they oh, was Bink. around at that time. Bink, Bink, definitely. Bink, Bink is in there. Bink got at least three beats that I was trying to push. Yeah, uh, yeah, some good ones that didn't make it. Who else is in there? It's tough when Bink don't because, make it. No, because I mean, at, right? first, at first we were sticking <laughs> to the list. Yeah. Okay. So we was going to see people. We, we did go see Dre. We did try to deal with things. Even Rick Rubin with 99 Pilots was early as well. Yeah. That was um early because then the Pharrell records came, the Timberland records came. You know what I mean? Like those came a but little I think, later. I think you skipping over certain things too, Hop, because of the fact that like you organized it in a way that you was like, okay, once we got those things, I remember specifically oh, going, yo, you was like, this is Pharrell's week. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting in there and Pharrell working for a week. I remember being hyped when, yeah. when you was like, yo, this is about to be DJ Quick's week. I had never worked, and as much as I idolized Quick, I had never worked with him. Okay. So mm-hmm. as much as my career is a certain yeah. way, yeah. it's not till later that I get to work with like my West Coast idols. Okay. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? So like, it's, it's for me, as much as we study the sound, it's, it's, for me it's Dre, Battle Cat, and Quick mm-hmm. that are responsible for what I love and West Coast music. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I remember that because I was big. Like, and then it, it's like having this expectation of how good the session is going to be, and it's a million times better. Right. It's funny you bring up the Pharrell thing because we talked about that yesterday mm-hmm. in the doc when Pharrell was on the phone with Jay. He's like, I got Hop here, I got Guru here. They say you're going to do the whole record in, in one night. I don't think people realize when you're saying that whole week time where it's just you guys in there with the producer mm-hmm. putting it together for Jay rather than all right, right. Pharrell and Jay are going to sit in this room mm-hmm. and try to put something together yeah. well Jay Style would be more like he'd be there and again you got to remember this is there's no Nets there's That's no it. 4040 yeah. 4040 was nah we didn't have a 4040 nah, nah, nah. so not baseline yet. was the hangout at like 2 yeah, o'clock yeah, 3 o'clock yeah. it, he's not for only sure. just the artist but Three o'clock, he gonna come check on what he doing, see what the artist is doing. He's you know mm. head of the label, mm-hmm. so yeah. it was the hangout. Yeah, and that's what Pharrell yeah. record was. The reason why he had to call Jay and really explain it to him because he already did. Excuse me, miss. Mm-hmm. And he was only supposed to do one. Yeah, mm. he did two other. You know records. what I'm saying? He did yeah, two other I records. know. Yeah, but the fact that it was like yeah, so that that was one that we knew was gonna break the rules. Yeah, yeah. you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was, we were saying yeah. it in that way because he was like, "No, you gotta right. hear this one. You're gonna <laughs> right. use this one." And I'm like, "But we done." And it's like, and he played it. We was like, "Oh shoot!" Because I don't think we was there when he did it. It was yeah. like we either yeah. came in yeah. or he was like, "Yo, come in and listen to this," mm-hmm. or something happened. And he played it, and it was like, oh, yeah. Well, like, you is... might not be in the room. Like, say, say Pharrell's in there, right? Mm-hmm. He might be in the back playing PlayStation or whatever. Like, give him his time to, like, because Pharrell is that good. He would do yeah. 10 beats a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Jay would walk in and be like, you, you're almost getting there, or it's, it's almost there, or that's right, but it ain't right for this, or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the right. reason is. You know right. what I'm saying? And Pharrell is never one of those that's like, oh, man, he's a... some producers, like, you bugging, you don't see the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try to talk you into the beat. <laughs> to like and then, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pharrell is just like, all right. I'm gonna sell these to whoever anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, these will be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what it was with him. And then they locked in on that joint, and it was mm-hmm. just a law. You can't. You, of course, he's stupid yeah. not to use it. How, how many beats do you think he played y'all before he got to a law? Uh, when he played a law, he played a law straight up. Yeah, okay. but he was in there for a couple of days. So let's say he might have did. Was that excuse me, miss? Or is that um? Yeah, right. Excuse uh, me, miss. Yeah, yeah. Excuse yeah. Me. He might have did that in the beginning of the week. Or something mm. like that, and he might have said, "Yo, let's, let's see, if we can knock another one out." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he was there for the or week. Change clothes, rather. Change clothes. Yeah, I get those two mixed up. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was change clothes. Sorry. Yeah, so it was like okay, because we knew what that was, so it was kind of like okay, we know we got one of those because mm-hmm. that was it. Just worked. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just right. something. It was like you know. So I think that's where the record sounding not really having a sound because all those producers were so established. Mm. And what they was doing, yeah, in their sound. So it's like a Pharrell record, Tim. And then they records, they gave us different records for mm-hmm. for Law and Ola, not Ola, yeah. but um, the shoulders off wasn't just you know it got the bounce, yeah. yeah. But it still wasn't just the triplet Tim. It was a different type of you know what I mean more straightforward Tim, which kind of felt in with the album, yeah. Because it wasn't, even that still that, but but they they did more records, yeah. You know what no, I'm still, like that first. He plays one beat and that ended up being a ludicrous beat. Mm. There was another beat that he played that's in that's like it's one of them. Oh my god! But it's not dirt off. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not okay. dirt. Yeah. And Jay rapped to that, and it was a cool record. But then when you do dirt, it's like okay, that knocks that out. Yeah. So like I said, everybody was <clears throat> sort of flexing their muscle. But then you got to the to Pharrell had some other joints that I thought was just I tried to pass that one. Uh, 
don't get your head bust off the bleak. So many times I was just like, oh my God. Like mm-hmm. it was, but it, it is what it is. Like we got to the to the right ones. Um, the, uh, the PSA record. Mm-hmm. We, was, we was talking about that last night. When y'all first heard that that beat, did y'all know Jay is definitely taking this beat? Or was that something where it was like y'all was surprised at what Jay did with it? No, it kind of sat... I'm thinking I might get that mixed up with um Yeah, nah, not that. Cause Big Jack came through with that with that record. Big Jack is like one of one of the dudes that like just, you know, family with Just and like mm-hmm. he uh record dude, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. produces as well. But I you know, Just Just is a an intense digger. Like right. he would <clears throat> dig all the time. And I think Jack came through with that record and then just flipped it. And that was late. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about well, like, I mean, it was late in the album. Yeah, it was late. Saying. It was super late now. Jay album. was doing press while he was writing. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he yeah, was doing press. Of of like one in the A room, we would have people come in. They listen to the album again for the audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like mm-hmm. you got to remember, back then it wasn't just press the button and go up on the internet. In order for us to get a review in a magazine, the month that it drops, we had to kind of give it in two months ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I was saying, the the, Jan- the February issue comes out in January, yeah. but you had to really give them everything in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had to still go through to like. And we this is, this is for Rory and Mal only. Like yeah. if I was giving y'all that to review the album, yeah. I would say that on the mic, yeah. put it on the thing, and then you wouldn't get it. So I know if the leak came, who, who it came, came from. Yeah. But some you. people would come to the studio and just hear the record. Yeah. yeah. Like the Stephen Hills or the whoever. You know what yeah. I mean? So throughout the But that doesn't it, it'd be like how, a month of just yeah. people coming by because it's it's that period of it's out. It's sent out or it's getting cleared. Those things are starting to happen. We need people to and, write about yeah, it. And people just coming in, yeah. listening to it. We getting the vibe. But that was a great part. Yeah. He's in the A room and handling, and it's not just one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. These 10 writers come in, another 10 come in, another 10. So in between those sessions, he's coming in the B room, just as playing the beat, and he's writing again in his in his mind, which makes it incredible because then he got to stop he hasn't laid anything yet. Go do another session over here. Come back, and now he got four more lines. So he's thinking about the lines while he in here holding court. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that one of the lines came from one of the interviews that was actually happening. It wasn't. It, well, it was. A, it was. I think it got him into a fever, right? Where it was just like somebody in the room mm. asked a blatant question that was answered in the song. He was like, "Yo, did you just listen to the song?" So he was like, "Google, just play acapella so they could really get what I'm saying." Number one, but. I'm saying PSA is a direct result of someone writing an article about his roots performance. Okay. So it's sort of like him responding to the, and I can't remember specifically what the writer said, but she was so big on, yo, he has a Che Guevara shirt on and his diamond encrusted rock chain keeps hitting his face and it hurts me every time. It's like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what led him into all the verses to me in PSA, especially the second one, is talking directly to her. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not an angel. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm Che but, Guevara with bling on. I'm yeah. complex. There's more. I'm not just the Che Guevara. Yes. I like chains too. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That was the whole point. Um, I do want to just run through some records and just if anything pops up from each session. Hold on. Is this the album he rapped? What you mean? In one take? He the did whole a, album? The entire album? He did a lot of it in one take. You know, when he did in one session, like remember when he sat in the thing and rapped for like half an hour and he kept rapping? And he told you to erase it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, that, this Jay, album? that was this. Album. Jay rapped a whole album and then said erase it. He rapped for thirty minutes <laughs> and Straight? then said erase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it and was you erased it. Cool. Why you, no, 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 you listen? It's not. It's not okay. Let's let's be clear. And there's two times where people in history where people famously say erase. And let's be clear to the audience about what that means. Yeah. Right. If I remove a track in Pro Tools, the audio is still there, right? right? It's st- it's just, I yeah. can just make it so it's not on the screen. Right, gotcha. So with the old boy verse and with this, with what I talk about, it still exists. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then there are times when you got to download what the computer. Yeah. Well, wow, nah, that's, that's <laughs> drops. <laughs> what happened with that? It's a lot. A lot we'll, we'll leave that one. Okay. We'll leave that one. We'll leave that one. What happened with that freeway record? <laughs> yeah, no. But he download. He went in and was like, he used to call it free play. Yeah. He called it free play where he just go in and just rap. Mm. And sometimes he'd do it before the album and it'd just be like all the verses that he got in his head. That's what I was saying, download. And, like, get it out yeah, your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just went in. Or it would just throw him random beats. It's, it's, no, it'd be like one beat. Yeah. Because okay. it was Pro Tools, so it'd be like one beat and he'd just he'd just go for like 15, 20 minutes or something like that, it felt like. That's I tell crazy. people all the time, C&J, uh, 
in the studio at Baseline, like he literally rapping. He could be looking at you, mm-hmm. and you think he's talking to you, but he's rapping. He's not. He don't even really really see you, mm-hmm. and he's rapping. He'll go to the wall, yeah, rap to the wall, look up at the ceiling, rap, rap, rap. And then if you sit down, he just come stand right by your ear and start spitting. <laughs> and it's like I'm standing and I look. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy, man. But to see him just hear the beat, yeah, and then walk out the room, just open the door, and Guru already know once he go in there, yeah, once he once he leave, record, yeah. like he ready. It's not even him. Got to talk about it. Yeah. To me, it's crazy to to know that Jay does that for every single verse. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like no writing at all. Like literally, it's mm-hmm. hear the beat, walk around the room. Rap yeah. to himself, open the door, go in the booth, mm-hmm. lay yeah. it down. Like we, it is no talking. It's like he never be like, I like that beat. It's just he just starts, mm-hmm. and and we just know, you know, leave it, let, let it keep playing. You know what I mean? He might say he don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He like go skip. to the yeah, next he'll one. You skip. He yeah. say skip. <laughs> but if, if he don't say nothing, and then it's like you look back and he's like. He'll tell you skip, but he's still yeah. listening. Too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, that's on the yeah, ninth yeah, on the ninth back. sessions. Like I when when ninth was playing beats, ninth was like ready. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, this is my shot. And he had a CD with like 99 joints. He had multiple CDs with 99 beats on every CD. Mm-hmm. And he was skipping. Like Jay was like, okay, go to the next one, go to the next. You know, the producer just sitting there playing beats. So then Knife is taking that CD. I'm about to put another one. Jay's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to number five, number nine, number 11. He's okay. like naming number. Okay. I'm like, yeah. oh, he's really yeah, he's, listening. He, yeah, he's locked in. So Meanwhile. it's like his memory like that, like not even with just with Ron, but like every detail, mm-hmm. his memory is like that. And he would just, I don't know, when you playing them joints, he he may have an idea and like, okay, let me see what that is. But mm-hmm. then even to the point where I, I noticed if he do it and just do the first verse and he mm-hmm. don't, Come back to it in the next couple of days. He's never coming. Oh back no, to it. Okay. forget it. Forget it. He's never coming back to it. Nah. <laughs> like he, he finished. He finished the song right yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He might have to come back and finish the third. third. Yeah. Mm. Or something like that. Or say I got a better third after you thought about it or something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. We've I'm done that. that. Like more that. current shit happening. You want to update a new? Or nah? He just he just be on some like yeah. I could do better. Yeah. Like and it'd be the most that. immaculate yeah. thing. So he just erase it. Like erase that. Erase that. What I'm gonna do? Will he take? Sessions back with him and listen to him, or was he one of those that just all right? I like this. I'll come back. I don't need to listen to it again. Yeah, he will come back. Early he used to. Early he used to like take the beats and he used to write a lot when he used to drive. Mm. And then he like he might hear beat, take it, and call me when he get home and be like, "Yo, book a session." I think I'm I got the first verse. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then by the time he get to the studio, he got the second verse Mm -hmm. and might do the third one on the spot. Gotcha. So it's like it's already happening like in that whatever little time he got in between of what he's when he's not mm-hmm. doing something you know i know i know we touched on a couple records already but i do want to get into each song and what you remember from each session uh we'll start with december 4th I, that's kind of the intro to me i know there's an interlude but december 4th felt like that was the real mm-hmm. intro yeah. what do y'all remember from that session i remember his mom's coming in and recording being like Kind of like shy to record. I think Jay mm-hmm. had to go in the booth with us, something like that, mm-hmm. and just really <laughs> coaching her, like what to say. I was stuff super like proud that. of Dave because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Jay mom came, and our assistant Dave recorded Jay mother. Okay, so like okay. you know, I always record Jay or whatever. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. day, like you know, because we always had cool assistants or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I was like super proud of Dave because mm-hmm. he got that done. Like he recorded Jay mom because it wasn't like again, it's not like. My mom has a session. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's just, right. She popped up and yeah. was like, "Yo, I'm yeah, gonna do yeah. this thing." Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. it was like Dave got. I the think album. they was like out or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> bring him on to, to, to record the intro. You know what I yeah. mean? Because he knew what he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So that song definitely sat for a little bit without his mother there, yeah. and just as a just a concept. And he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna get my mother to fill in those parts, like when the you know when the beat was changing and stuff." Mm-hmm. Was it hard to convince her? No. Mm-mm. Okay. But he must have did it wherever when they before they got there. Gotcha. So when she got there, it was like, you know. Uh, I remember the right. um, the mix though. Like I was proud to of. Uh, I was trying to get to a point of trying to master just we had these like screaming samples because there's so much energy mm-hmm. and trying to like sonically figure out like how do I keep it bright without it being irritating? Yeah, because it's like the it just goes. Hey! You know what I mean? That that thing on this yeah. so was a very determined level of like. If I do this, it's too dull. If I do this, it's too bright. Then it breaks to the beat part. And it's mm-hmm. like the beat part's easy. Like that's mm-hmm. what we yeah. So it's like this this contrast of that thing and the beat. Yeah. And where we ended up with it 
again is a testament to baseline. Like you know, being in the same room every day, knowing that's like equipment. another. Yeah, the yeah. room itself is like another part yeah. of the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as, as far as Jay's mother's vocals, even with Smile on four forty four, like she's a very distinct and powerful voice. Yeah, absolutely, is that mm-hmm. a way you guys have to? Because I've never spoken to her in person. Is that a mixed thing, or is his mother really have that type of presence vocally? Because she sounds like a professional on December 4th yeah, yeah. and on Smile. Like, she, that sounds like somebody that literally performs poetry. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, there's, you know, little, like, things of her acceptance awards and things mm-hmm. like that that you can look up online. To me, that's just how she is. Like, yeah. her pronunciation yeah. for sure yeah. and, how, and how her voice is. It's, it's almost sort of similar like to Jay. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? her, like tone, Jay, her tone is very intentional. Yeah, like a Maya Angelou yeah. almost. They got up, they very... got these Bob Marley. I call them Bob Marley voices, where it's just like it's something in their mid range mm. that it sits well on top of any type of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. cut you know through. Like, yeah, cut mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Uh, what more can I say? Okay, that's the that was the record to me <laughs> that really um, set everything off and kind of gave the album its its you know its theme, its core mm-hmm. sonically. It came like out the blue from like left field. I don't even know how it ended up there. I don't even know where it came from. I don't know who who brought the Buchanan. I'm trying to think. Um, it might have been somebody. That wasn't a Keep It Real Wednesday. Situation. Nah, it wasn't a Keep It Real mm-hmm. Wednesday. It was somebody that's close to us gave it to got it to Jay or somebody like that. Whoever did, they came yeah, through. Like a Big John or somebody, <laughs> or maybe even Jay Brown, or somebody like that okay. who yeah. basically was like, yo, I got this beat, and, and it was saying what it was saying. Okay. Might have been like a Chuck or something like that. You know what okay. I mean? It was okay. something like that. Yeah. And um, and basically what it was saying was basically like, oh, this, this is it. This, mm-hmm. I'm getting this to Jay. Cause this got, you know, it yeah. was kind of like one of those situations, and as soon as he got it, it kind of just- Did it, did it yeah, quick? Yeah, it, it, one day. Up the rub, yeah. you know, it, Basically, you know, we had to change plans. We had to, you know, figure yeah. it out because we had these producers we was about to work with, and here's these people we never even heard of up to that point, and a song that we know we have to take. The uh, encore session. Oh, the encore session. It was in that same session that Kanye played all them beats, and that was the one that he kind of land on, and he had the whole plan for everything as far as. The hover, hover, then yeah. the hook, the cooking, well, with the book, you know what I mean? Like all of that was already there as well. Mm-hmm. To where a lot of people was coming with their last album, Victory Lap Records, ready. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like that. So it kind of like in the same fashion as What More Can I Say? It mm-hmm. kind of came like, yo, here's the part. This is for your last record. This is how you got to go. You know what I mean? It was like, and he was. Kanye in the presentation mm-hmm. as far as <laughs> you know what I'm saying just as far as yo you gotta do it this way you gotta do it that you know that was like him really coming into his own he was already but just being there cause a lot of times he wasn't there mm-hmm. when Jay did the record like he wasn't there for no blueprint records you know what I'm saying yeah. so that he was there Jay making it you know being able to have input and stuff like that so that that's what I remember from that record is just Kanye like really Producing, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, change clothes. Change clothes. That was in that Pharrell week, right? Yeah, but uh, it was it was it was I feel early. Like, I, feel, I know we went to Virginia, but I don't know what we did. I know I went to Virginia. I don't remember the, the change clothes. It, it, like I said, it was in the middle of a, of, of a couple Pharrell records, um, mm-hmm. but, it, but it, it it won out as one of the ones that was like, okay, this is one of the ones we got to keep, and mm-hmm. it also. Like I was saying earlier, it kind of set it up to where we almost would have been like, we don't really need a law. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he had to play a law and yeah. be like, okay, this is so good, we can't not take this yeah, either. Yeah. So he, because his slot was already full. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, we touched on it a little bit, but dirt off your shoulder. Dirt off your shoulder. That was that Miami trip where you know we were just making our rounds, just going to see Tim. Mm-hmm. You know, playing out of he's on that list, mm-hmm. so we really was checking off the list, going down there, and. At the time, he wasn't doing much. He might have had one of his slowest periods as far as Tim Tim? goes. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is like post Aaliyah Mm -hmm. stuff. So he kind of like took a break in in some ways. So him at that time wasn't like, he wasn't in New York at Manhattan Center where he used to be, where we did everything else at. So we had to travel to Miami to the Hit Factory to, um, to get with him. He was... He was based out of there at that point. And 
Yeah, and like we like I said, it was a regular session, just going through a, a bunch of beats, and which is not regular because usually Tim will play one and that'll be it, or he just give Jay the headphones, and because he'll make the beat on the headphones mm-hmm. while everybody's doing Tim something. Tim always make the beat in the headphones. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then he give Jay the head, then he pass the headphones off. Especially with his drums, I feel like <laughs> yeah. you would need that in speakers. No, nah, for really sure. Yeah. But that was that. That's why that session was different because he was just playing everything loud, yeah. right there, and he had a lot of beats ready. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at that point everybody was ready for Jay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They knew he was coming. He was on his way. We booked the session. We booked yeah. the flights. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, they was ready with tracks. Uh, threats. Threat is a uh, yeah. That, that again, and 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 as Hop points to me, all the stuff really go back to Hop. Mm. So people over the years have always said about you know because me and Knife have become such best friends we have a company together yeah, you know yeah. like that's my guy like mm-hmm. that's one of my last people that I've met that's really my dude mm-hmm. but I learned about Little Brother from Hop okay mm. so it was like he always got his ear to the street and mm-hmm. always listening and you know I think he but I wouldn't call that my ear to the streets in that particular incident what you think it's the ear to the, the internet, internet? Yeah. <laughs> to the chat rooms nope <laughs> to OK Player nope <laughs> cause I got the tape from Craig Coleman oh okay okay, okay. 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 <laughs> cause Craig Coleman was like hey you like this yeah. type of thing yeah okay. and I give Craig a lot of credit you know same thing with Lupe little brother you know what mm-hmm. I mean like mm-hmm. he saw those things and was like hey God what do you think of this you mm-hmm. know and as soon as I heard little brother it was a listening record. It was a done. It was like the best thing I heard up mm. to that point in a couple years, just mm. from just as an album, as a body of work. I was yeah. like, wow, this should sound like some shit I heard in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like the first time I got that feeling, mm-hmm. probably since like maybe a Doom or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if this is before Doom. No, this is this is after. Right. This is after. Yeah. after. This is after. Gotcha. Yeah, because they did open up for Doom at yeah, the it's after. Best but, but the, the it's, it's that's that's your thing though, Hop. Like you always did. Somebody wouldn't have brought it to you if you don't attract that type of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah they didn't sure. think that. <laughs> appreciate you that. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back, to, back to y'all chemistry and y'all working out. Uh, well, you guys are both like nerds in a good way. Like y'all like underground shit, but know how to make mainstream shit sound correct. So it's like y'all two are the perfect people to be like, yo, little brother, ninth wonder. This could work on a black album. Yeah. Very few people are like that. We'll they're either, either straight yeah. mainstream yeah. or they're straight underground. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely. Was in the middle of the whole all my life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just musically. You know what I mean? Um, it was never like I never didn't like regional, mm-hmm. South shit, boom bap, commercial stuff. You listen to everything. It all was. It was all everything. I was Ch- with it Ch- all. Chicken with bling on. No, no, I'm yeah. telling. T- nah, but but not mm-hmm. even just hip hop yeah. or R and B or like. I remember me and Hop was just geeking out over Mud Honey like at a certain oh, time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that was since we become translucent was like one of our albums. Nobody people in our world don't even don't know even what that, that is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but like yeah. we would just or we have certain things on rotation. Like once a week the outcast you know, AT Aliens or Quimini, something like that. I think yeah. AT Aliens at that point mm-hmm. was playing yeah. once a week. Like, just yeah. playing albums in, in <laughs> studios was incredible. You know what yeah. I mean? Just yeah. playing like in the big ass speakers and, and stuff big, like yeah. that. Just playing stuff we grew up on, yeah. it was for life or whatever and stuff. Well, or, inspiration for the day of just be like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, remember when I came, yeah. remember when I started playing Wayne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was this around? Carter One? Yeah, yeah before that. Super yeah, yeah, cool. right around that. Cause I started working with him around Carter One, right after it. But it was, yeah, it was around Carter One. Mm. Yeah, cause it was just, it was like, like playing, you know, it was just yeah, the yeah, attitude yeah. of the artists in there and stuff voice? like that. Is it was that like, what you want right now? Y'all need to listen to Lil Wayne. What y'all need to do? <laughs> they come into the Johnny or Juvie. Like, yeah. um, threat with threat was, you know, back to the question of of knife and threat. Um, yeah. It was just super dope because one, the dude who ended up filming Fade to Black is a guy named T. Mm. Um, I was I, because Hop had gave me the record. I'm sitting there just tripping, like Hop said. It's one of the best things I heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm tripping, tripping, tripping. I'm just like, yo, who is? Because normally we know everybody, right? So it's like, who is this dude in the middle of North Carolina? I don't know them. So the dude T was like, yo, I know him. So I'm like, yo, put him on, like, call him, put him on the phone. I was like, bro, I don't know who you are. I just fell in love with the album. Like this is me and Ninth just started kicking it. And I'm quoting lyrics, and I was just like, yo, if you ever come to New York, like, please come. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta play beats for Jay or whatever. Um, then I think we like hit Quest to kind of like 
nudge that to Jay a little bit to be like, okay. yo, tell him it's, about Ninth yeah. Wonder. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it all worked out. The day that Jay was like, yo, I'm supposed to be meeting this dude named Ninth Wonder. I was like, yeah, he's here. You know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. Ninth walked in like he is, humble. Yeah. B's on the couch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and he just started playing beats or whatever. Yeah. And Jay was just like, wow, this dude is incredible. And the most I, interesting thing about that session to me was him making a beat on his laptop in Fruity Loops. Yeah. yeah. On the PC. Yeah. yeah. Because like, to be honest with yeah, you, yeah, it wasn't really being yeah, done at that, at that time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you gonna make it right there? You, you know what I mean? We thought we had to like at that point. Give him the whole like, room. Like for instance, Pharrell session, rentals. Yeah, like yeah. four <laughs> rolling forty eighties. Yeah, you know what uh, I'm saying? A, a ASR, mm-hmm. a MPC, mm-hmm. a couple other things. You know what I'm saying? A, a Planet Fat. A core uh, what you call? W- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he had all of those things, and I remember that because even when later on, I, I knew what his rental list was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was there, and then Knife came in with a PC. Not even a Mac. He gave it with a PC, which used to be chunky. You know what I'm saying? You know, PCs just started getting light. You know what I'm saying? And he did it on the spot. That's what he did. Because he played so many beats. And again, it's the same thing. Like, Like, I don't even think we had an AUK. I don't think it was an auxiliary. auxiliary. Yeah, we didn't have an aux cord. He had to like print it out, right? He had to like print it out. Right now. cord at that point. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't That's like, just think about it. You know what, like, what, world, what world were we in when we didn't have an aux We didn't have no aux no, People no look at him like he's not a real producer. Like, nah. what is this guy doing? Like, come nah, on, nah, Pharrell nah, just nah. brought in 17 keyboards. Like, nah, that's the producer was, I need was, to work with. We didn't have time to say that because literally like, he again, he went over all those beats. Jay sometimes will like the beat but don't have an idea to it. So, yep. so and Jay's, you know, Jay had the threat idea and he said to Knife, you think you could do something with this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Knife sat there right there and flipped it. So you didn't have time. Like 20 okay. minutes later, he gave him the thing. You know yep. what I'm saying? Did he have Cedric, the entertainer nah, in mind nah, as well? Now, nah, what was, Jay had that happen and what is ill is I was going again through all the old files. I have at least 40 minutes of Cedric the Entertainer <laughs> Just doing saying wild, just saying wild shit. <laughs> like he's just in there in character for like forty Did minutes. Did he come that same night? This. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I knew that. I, yeah. I, and I, I, think, I was thinking I don't about think that. It was on purpose. I think yeah. he had just he was in town. Yeah. yeah, he was in town or something purpose. like that. Okay. And and Jay was like, I don't know if Jay seen him or spoke to him. And he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna have Seth Entertainer come and do the thing. And and he came like right then and there. Like it wasn't even like we waited. It was like. I, I wasn't sure if we called him and he came the same day or if he came the I day he was doing I can't speak to Jay called him, but I know he came right then. Yeah, he and came it was right like, then. Yeah. Like the same day we did the record. Like I, I thought it was just Knife was there yeah. the same time. Yeah. So it was like still within that same session. Right. Mm. So that record was done that night. Mm. Wow. That record was and done. I was I was real specific to Knife about like, yo, okay, chill until mm. I give you the final listing. Yeah. Because a lot of times producers, they be like, yo, I submitted my beat. Yeah. Jay wrote a verse to it. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Jay did a whole song. Then yeah. we get to the last minute and be like, bruh, for whatever reason, this it. one got knocked off. Yeah. And you've been telling your, your whole people's like, everybody I'm on in the, the city. Album. Yeah, everybody in the city think you on Jay album. <laughs> Imagine walking around with Cedric the Entertainer and Jay Z on a beat and it don't come out. Yeah. <laughs> Like yo, yo! Yeah, I swear to God, yeah, it's Cedric. It exists. Yeah. I swear, it exists. Yeah, it exists. So I, I was, I was happy when it did make it. I hit knife and was like, "Yo, you on it?" And and you know, what I mean, his lawyer hit him. That was, it was dope. It was a really dope. And that, and that sparked me and Knife's whole relationship. And that's my brother. And I never seen him again. But I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did Jay ever comment on on Fonte or Pooh? Ever? I don't know if Jay's ever uh, commented on. Uh, not that I know yeah. of. Mm-mm. I think he should listen to Little Brother albums, but no, I mean, I've, I've obviously he going to hear sure it from he us has, playing yeah. it, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying that's the same thing as like, yeah. it, I, but I don't know if it's like a dig in to where like the way me and you were talking yeah. about Fonte, like Fonte write my life, exactly. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like Fair I, I consider him one of those people that that really write my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes sense. Uh, Moment of Clarity, hmm. one of my favorite joints on the album. Same. Trying to think of what one that's not brought up that enough. Shit. I feel like yeah, mm-hmm. underrated song on the album. I don't know if it, I don't know mm-hmm. if it strikes a like this memorable moment because it was like M's joint and we might have just. It's one of the very few Eminem beats that I like. No, no, no. But I'm saying, what I'm saying in terms of like, we weren't there for the construction of the beat. Jay gets the beat. He does it so fast, and then it's just like, yo, it's a great record. But I don't know if something like it's it's, it's different than being monumental of, um, you know. Kanye being there and mm. really producing the encore. Kanye being there and really producing um, Lucifer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that that thing with Lucifer was a them back and forth. It was dope because it was like Kanye played a beat. Jay is just look. He's doing it like oh my god, this is so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Then for him to hit that topic, and then the things that we was going through with Bob just passing. 
You know what I'm saying? So it was just like for him to throw that <laughs> whole situation into the third verse. You're going into the wrong. So you're going, to, you're going earlier and later. You're speeding up oh, into wait, songs. Wait. But <laughs> no, it's cool. Do I have one. no moment of clarity. Of moment, moment of clarity. clarity. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, yeah, I can't really Can like, yeah, I don't remember that record mm. at all. I mean, it was late too. It was definitely late. It was like, yo, I'm got a record. I think I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? It was like one of them type of records, you know? And Yeah, not for that. We can go right to Lucifer then. Oh Lucifer, damn that's a deep, that's a deep one. That was the um, definitely in the dark we saw. That's one of those records that was so good, kind of like a law that it break the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, I think all the rules was out the door by the time that came anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it just it just hit like soon as you play it, like soon as you hear it, it's exactly how we felt. Soon as we heard it, like you know, what I mean with the whole thing, and it was conceptually like. A lot going on Like he was really In his bag To me on that whole album Just as far as Like every song Had like a real Strong concept Mm -hmm. He stayed on topic You know And he was like Had these schemes Going on And everything So it's like That record To me Is spooky Cause I remember It was on Um What's that show HBO show Entourage Mm -hmm. It was on the end Of Entourage Okay. They played it in the credits one time yeah. and it went straight to the second verse with Bob. Yeah. And it, it came on. So if it's an episode when it comes on and it's like, I have a dream, it'll go right yeah. to that. And it was mm-hmm. like, I already was tripping because I'm like waking up and hearing Entourage, right. yeah, hearing yeah. Lucifer and Entourage, and then it goes right to the verse mm-hmm. to where, but then later on I realized that was Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, right. he, he, yeah, right. he's cool with bigs, he's cool with things. Right. So he purposely he did it, like that. Did it yeah. that yeah. way it like that. for yeah. that reason and stuff. So. Yeah, like, you know, we were still, you know, mourning my brother at the time. <clears throat> yeah. And that verse, like, said what everybody was really wanted to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so between that and just uh, the Lee Scratch sample and, you know, Yay Drums and just the way the whole song came together. The energy of them being in yeah, the room together. Energy, I, think yeah. it, I feel yeah. like it was real close to Encore. I feel yeah. like it was, like, within that same, if mm. not day next you know what I mean it and was it was another energy, dope thing but... too because Ye was dead but then like one of the things we ain't touch upon is like I think during this album was when everybody in the office was just moving on point as a complete unit like as yeah. a thing no, yeah we, we was all your machine we yeah. was definitely a machine at that point and everybody was in the front after he made that and then as soon as we got done and laying the verse he called everybody in the studio everybody's vibing out that's when you see everybody walking in mm-hmm. it's like oh we just made this you know what mm-hmm. I mean like, yeah. I mean, like yeah. it was it was crazy like the the rest of the staff was sort of like the front of baseline will always be the hangout by the pool table mm-hmm. and the, you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was like everybody was dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we we touched ninety nine problems PSA, um, justify my thug. Um, again, the, the the DJ Quick sessions. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, at least like four. Or five I just years. remember DJ Quick touching every single knob in the studio. Like with purpose, or he was just no, no, with purpose. Yeah, okay. No, with purpose. Okay. It was like purpose. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's <laughs> wild though. I keep trying to explain it. Yeah, he touched every single like shit we never even touched before. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, could you? Like, what is that? Could you turn do? this on? <laughs> could, could you? Yo, could you plug this into the? Um, I loved it. To, to, could I have the snare run through this? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was like it was would, the type would, of shit that stuff that you wouldn't think. I of. never heard yeah. of. I never yeah. heard these type of lingos. Yeah. It was like Quick stuff he was man. doing. A genius, <laughs> and a genius, bro. And you know, that's what I was talking about. He was doing stuff like have a guitar player go into the Avalon, but like distorted on purpose like turn it all over. he's just yeah. like playing around and stu- or he sit at the MP make the drums then he get up walk to the board and he's tweaking this for 20 minutes on just the mm-hmm. kick in the snare Crazy. then he come back go make me a sound on a 2080 the JP 8080 like he's he's one of those mm-hmm. so that's that's what I was saying like and he, he's like a vibe guy yes, too yes. it was like I remember one time it wasn't that session but I know they said he was looking for somebody like he was in a session like yo um there's a guy in here with a red shirt with a very bad vibe. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm trying to find, you know what he said? He's throwing everything off. Like, he's, he, he, like, like this is Imagine like, being that guy though, he's talking about. Like, <laughs> like he, he was taking the trash out. Yeah, like, he just works Yeah, here. it's <laughs> like that. Like, he'll be like that. He'll be like, the refrigerator's too loud. It's like oh, a okay. buzzing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you're not supposed to have that in here. You he's know like, what I mean? He's like, really? That's that's going on yeah, in into that. Like, he's, he's a mastermind yeah. in the studio, bro. Yeah, not just an artist, but like as a producer, he's a Mastermind in the studio. Yep. That's dope. Uh, my first song, which is one of my favorite J records ever. 
My first song. That's Aqua. Aqua did the beat. Yep. That was um. That came through Three H. Three H. Triple H was managing Aqua at the time. He was trying to sign Ye still because Ye wasn't signed. He was Three H. Triple. He was. He was going hard. Yeah, he was going hard to sign Ye at the time, and he had his other producer Aqua, and um, yeah, and that beat came like. Kind of like it was like the last song. Like my first song was like the last song we did, I believe. Mm. Yeah. But it was a good that that one I do. It was like even though that one was sort of like quick. Mm. It's I feel like we did that memories. somewhere else. Did we? Well, like right nah. track or somewhere like that. I don't know. Nah, we feel? did it. We did it there. We did it there. We did it at the baseline. Nah, we did that shit at right track. I don't know why, but I, I feel like we did it at right track. Hey, baseline. I look at the track sheet. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, I think it was baseline. Yeah. Um, but just the fact he said title, everybody. I mean, joint like or, like the, the shout outs there. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did, did yeah. you in fact not have a seat on on your bicycle? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I, I'm also telling the story about the seat with no bike with no seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what happened was that I was fixing my bike, mm-hmm. and my friend called and was like, "Yo, Jay is over here." Yeah, Jay was at eleven ninety nine. Okay, on tenth for First Avenue. I was on hundred nineteenth in Lenox Ave. Mm-hmm. Fixing my bike and. The seat wasn't on there yet. That's kind of mm-hmm. a troop without a seat. So yeah, I just said fuck it. I just got yeah, on CJ. it. And I was like, yeah. if I go do this, and I think I might have needed something. Like I didn't have what I needed. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. like that. You know that um tool or whatever. So I was like, fuck, it, I'm just gonna go. Mm-hmm. And I just did the whole shit standing up. And when he came, when we seen them, it was like I wasn't might might not have been on my bike, but my bike might have been there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And he was like, how'd you get here? I was like, I was on my bike. And he was like, you ain't got no seat on your bike? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I might not have, and I ain't had no pedal neither. I had like no seat and I had one pedal was not, was missing. It was down it was just down bad, like the, bro. The pipe, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, <laughs> it was definitely a track. But I had like three bikes and I used to like fix them and shit. So it was just like mid fixing. And I was like, I gotta get over there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was no thing. And cause they, if I didn't, I don't know, you know, might be a different story. But he remembered yeah. that bike, so I know I got there on top. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know he's seen me and stuff, so it's like it happened, you know. Um, I want to quickly, just because it was in the headlines with everything with the Yay Drink Champs interview, him saying that Just Blaze was a copycat and that Blueprint was his and Just has just been biting people. I did want to ask y'all about that because y'all, y'all were there. Well, we spoke to Guru about that. A little bit last night in private, and you know, if you want to repeat, we don't have to talk about it. We can I talked about it on stage, but I'll yeah, let, I let Hop go. Um, the blueprint. I don't know. It's it started way before the blueprint. Basically, it was just it goes like back to like Ghostface Killer, my favorite rapper, mm-hmm. and Supreme Clientele was the album that influenced me at that point where it was like I wanted I feel like I stuff we wasn't feeling it it wasn't like a feel was missing you know mm-hmm. and I thought samples was the only place that really came from mm-hmm. so it was like we yeah, at the time people was trying not to sample especially in our camp like a lot of the beats was no samples mm-hmm. people was trying to figure that out Tim Neptunes and everything Swiss Swiss so, so we was kind of like out of that era as far as mainstream Hip hop goes. Mm. Like Wu Tang always been Wu Tang. Underground yeah. always been underground. So that always been there. Just like the, that's why I was so excited about the Little Brother album. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it was you know it was in that pocket. And so with the Blueprint, it was like you know let's get samples, let's get samples. And when, but that's going into Beans I record because mm-hmm. most of the, the the Blueprint, the Blueprint is on Beans album. Yeah, you know what I mean. The Mars praying. Mm-hmm. The nothing like it, you know what I mean? Like a lot of those records, but it's still a few of the non samples in there because of it's a legal places, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Timing and stuff like that. That's why Bean said the whole thing about I never finished my album. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keys because we was role. always playing against the time. We always yeah. was like yeah. having to turn it in, couldn't clear this sample, gotta get it replayed and not like the replay and fucking gotta go with it. So. I'm saying all that to say that I was kind of going at everything sample-wise. Justin Ye kind of needed to get deeper into samples. We bought Rockets, me and Just bought mm-hmm. bought, bought um, J period, all mm-hmm. his records, the whole mm-hmm. catalog. Boxes of records came to baseline, 
and that's going into the free realm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was like around that time. Yeah, yeah, like, like toward the end of the Black album going into in the Blueprint. Dynasty. That's what it was, Dynasty album. Yeah, yeah before that. Dynasty album. Yeah. So it was, um, so that kind of came into play of we were just going to start sampling a lot more. So even when Ye gave me the beats, he wasn't giving me the beats for Jay or for the Blueprint. Gotcha. I just gave Jay all of those beats in okay. that way. And then we did those songs in three days. Mm-hmm. We did all Kanye records was done in three days. Mm. We started on Friday and Monday it was all done. Mm-hmm. H to the Izzo, Never Change, Ain't No Love, and whatever the other Heart one Heart of the City, I think it's the other one. Heart of the City. Mm-hmm. No, that's Ain't No Love is Heart of the City. Ain't No Love is Heart of the City. Um, it's another one though. Um, yeah, so it was those records was done, and then from that point on, it's basically like, oh, this is where we going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So then, just came, girls, 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 song cry. Mm-hmm. That was it. So essentially, all just did was his job. <laughs> like yeah. he didn't bite nobody. He was just saying, all right, this is what we're supposed to be doing right now. Right. Let mm-hmm. me go make this type of beat. Well, we know Kanye is. You mm-hmm. don't just say shit for shock value and you know ruffle some feathers. I don't. Right. I, but I love Justice's response to but, it. But but, but we heard that before. Like, you know what I mean? We already know Elephant in the Room is Big yeah. Dog. Yeah. We've been going through it with just for a minute, yeah. just off of that. With Ye's whole thing is that nobody never asked Ye this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a weird question that just came on the strength of like a flip of a card type yeah. thing. It wasn't like a, yeah. he was thinking about it the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just more what he's saying was that sonically, he's going to keep going and create new shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where we just do is more production. Technically, yeah. as a producer, he could do anything that he want to do at any That's given time. That's the biggest point. You know what I'm that saying? Just could do anything so, he want to do. So yeah, if you're yes. talking about styles, there's sample records. If yeah. you're talking about all keyboard beats, that's Welcome to New York City. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about, you know, whatever style you want to talk about, yeah, he could breathe, do those. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you know what breathe. I'm saying? It's like, you know what I mean? The on. first time, when I first got introduced to Just, it was, they basically was like, yo, I got this dude, he make beats like Swiss, and it only costs 10 grand. <laughs> As a bitch. Of, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, yeah, okay, what's up? And, yeah. and and that's when he did who the who the fuck want what? Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, we could do those. But then I started hearing the other stuff. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you you the MP, you do all that type of stuff too. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. thought that was the sound, but then it was like, nah, I did this for pun, I did this for him, right. I did mm-hmm. that for thing. And I was like, okay, so you sample, we just need to get some records. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. And that's where it kind of came from. So that whole sound was like, we was looking for a sound. The and sounds the time, moved too, Hop. It was like, it was like sure. if he was in a cutting room working on Harlem World, mm-hmm. it's going to sound like that. The right. same yeah. way, I've known Ye way before Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I know Ye from being with D-Dot and mm-hmm. when he was being before Hop. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all that. Ye was sounding like he wanted to be, you know what I mean? It was a mixture between like Jermaine, he even said it on the Drake Champs. Mm-hmm. It was a mixture between Jermaine Dupree and the Hitman. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody evolves. Everybody, yeah. but it's like again, just was doing his assignment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I just wanted y'all to clear it up because y'all were actually there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it, you know again, everybody see just kept it classic history like how that. they see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. from what I saw, to me, Hop set the vibe by asking for a certain type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then mm-hmm. everybody came through with what they came through. Everybody made their phone calls. Hop calls Bink afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And be like, yo, like. Yeah. You gotta be a part of this. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Like, yeah. that's when I hit Bink, he hit me like, I was like, yo, we doing an album. We got like six, seven songs, and it's it's all samples. So he was like, oh, for real? And he played me Mama Love Me on the phone. Mm. I mm. remember where I was at. I was on 122nd and Lenox Avenue. Mm. You know, right by where Dapper Dan is. I was right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember, yeah. like, I remember yeah. hearing it and yeah. being like, oh, yes, that's definitely. And then he came baseline that night. We mm-hmm. did that record, and then he ended up playing Rulers Back. And yeah, we did mm. back as well. So by the time, this is like the still extending of that first week. So right. Just might do his records on Tuesday. Bank did his records like on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the week, we got like ten records, and we just going around playing it. The album is done. Besides the, then we did the other the stuff: the Eminem record, the Trackmasters yeah. record. Yeah, the you know what I mean? record. But so, I remember every day playing. Yeah, those those, those nine. almost a whole album yeah, every right. day, straight mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Every straight day through, we yeah. just keep playing and playing and playing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So everyone's just a copycat to Hopton. To RZA. To RZA. To RZA. To copycats to RZA. RZA. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have anything else, but I, I think that was. Nah, great. man. I just want to thank Hop and Guru, man, just for being who y'all are, man. Yeah, for real. Like I had, a, I had a, um, the the pleasure of being around y'all for years, 
Obviously, that's bro. Um, but just seeing y'all in baseline, man, and being uh, being able to just you know get a peek on on history and which I was doing, like because I was around and in it, I didn't really understand it. But now looking back, it's like I was so privileged to be in that position, to be around men like y'all that loved what y'all do, were doing and passionate and so intelligent and just like creators of the culture and curators of the culture and doing what y'all doing, man. So I just we just want to thank y'all for sitting down with us. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all, man. And, and right. yeah, and that, time, time. y'all made history, but don't live in it. Both y'all do new <laughs> shit with new artists. That's yeah, what I love yeah. about y'all. Yeah, y'all no, we just forward. we just did an album together. We yeah. just we just finished. We just turned an album. We got to turn it in. Um, I was about to say, I gonna say the name. Yeah, we yeah. got to turn it in tomorrow. Yeah, we yeah. Got to turn it album so, tomorrow. Say, still do the same thing. We had same something that thing, didn't clear, yeah. and I'm like, I, first thing when I seen you hop, I'm like, yo. I got an idea for what we could do for the skit. Y'all are the OGs that do it correct and sure. actually go to the younger generation and really work with them rather mm-hmm. than be like, yo, this is what I did. Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> but again, appreciate yeah. y'all. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you. No black album could drink now. That's your 18, right? <laughs> <laughs> black album could drink. No, warrior, ma.